my name oh wait first of all mm-hmm. happy april fool's day everybody yes i ain't playing no tricks on nobody because i felt like all the tricks were being played on me yeah sis <laughs> the year 2020 has already completed april fools in yeah. the matter of the first three months anyway so like there is no need for it to be april fools yeah that shit canceled <laughs> <laughs> like the whole entire year yo but before we get into all this craziness, you know, we have been just kicking it, as y'all heard on the song. Um, my name is Kel. My name is Anna. And you're tuned in to Cognac, Cupcakes, and Conversations. CCC is a podcast with a twist. Cognac, Cupcakes, and Stimulating Conversations. Because it's not just about us anymore. And we're striving to promote awareness of issues affecting our communities. In short... It's a vibe. Yes, it's a vibe. Okay, then. Yes. So, first off, I just want to say that even though we're recording from home, I am keeping the CCC vibes going. You know, I got some. I got. I never. I don't think I told you. I got a little Mister the um, aromatherapy thing or whatever that blows whatever it's called. Vent- mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And so I got that blowing some lemon lime immunity oils <laughs> right now. And I have, uh, so that's like my little fake, um, uh, what's that thing we use? Incense. Yes. 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 Got the aromas right. <laughs> word. And I have a nice little glass that y'all see posted on the CCC IG story of um, some Douce, Coke, and Lime. You know, just to get the, yes, to get the juices flowing, you know, just to keep us in our Zen CCC mode because it's, it's hard out here. It's hard out here for a pimp. We can't get access to cupcakes. Right. What is going on? (laughs) Right, man. Um, I didn't go with the cognac vibes today. I just have my CBD juice and my, um, well, what's left of the CBD juice? I'm going to lick every little last drop and um, and a glass of Blackberry Merlot to calm my nerves. Blackberry Merlot sounds really good right now. I wish I would have bought that in my little panic um, grocery shopping yes, uh, Monday. <laughs> Girl, I bought it like the day before yesterday and, and I got the big bottle. And I'm about to buy another one because it's just that deep. That's that's how deep everything is. <laughs> but you know what, girl? That shit, that shit, you can down that joint low-key because it got that fizz to it. Right, you know? exactly. <laughs> word, word. But, All right, well, let's get to this episode. Yes. Content. Well, let me start things off with our motivational moment. So this week's motivational moment is what's he by Coco Chanel. Um, success is often achieved by those who don't know that failure is inevitable. So y'all, that's basically what we're saying in a nutshell is to fail forward. All right. Yes. And, um, 
that's what a lot of us are doing, you know, like we, I know Kel has been through it. I personally have been through it, you know, seeing like I have some family members that aren't feeling well. I, my, even my mom was feeling a certain way this week. So it has been, I needed this douce today. Okay. Like I'm just trying to come on the, uh, come out on the other side of this quarantine. You know, we got, we got a lot of, um, <laughs> A no, new notifications this week with um, us having to wait till probably July 10th. I know that's Virginia, but I know it's going to come here too, to Maryland. So um, <laughs> June 10th is a very long ways away to be still in this house, not congregating with my friends. Like So I just feel... I feel a way and I, I feel a way about my family members too. Like, and I just wish y'all niggas would stay inside. Just stay the fuck inside for like two weeks, man. That's all we needed to do. Like two weeks. Stay your ass inside. But now it's June 10th. This whole situation Some niggas is, are trying to- the anxiety is like I don't even know. The, the, the colleges are a hotbed for this disease too. So you know, I just, it's its scary. It's unprecedented times. And I get that these kids are feeling so deprived of life right now, but y'all want to continue to have life. And I ain't trying to be all auntie right now. You should see me right now with my bonnet on in my bed. <laughs> <laughs> yes, on my bed. I'm with the same, the same way as you. With my drink, my glass, my wine glass filled with cognac and coke in it, <laughs> in my hand, <laughs> in my left hand. But I'm just saying, like, make wiser decisions, okay? <laughs> really, like, yeah, don't try to live. No, 2020 was the year for them. 2020 was the year for them to turn up, but. All right, so Kel, which one you want to get? Let's get into the gossip first. I think yeah. we should just dive into yeah. the R and R. Yeah. So let's do that. It's balance. Ratchetness and righteousness is the yin and the yang of life. You got to be equally yoked with both. So in today's gossip, um, you know, we really, this this episode alone, we're really trying to stray away from the COVID-19 conversations. We're trying to bring back the art of conversation in general. Um, and talk about other things. So, you know, we get back to the R and R. In righteousness, Bad Bunny, uh, which if you know who Jay Balvin is, like he's made songs with Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny has made quite a bit of songs that sometimes mm-hmm. people mix them up or whatever if they don't really listen to reggaeton. But Bad Bunny made a video where he's dressed in drag. Now, Bad Bunny be on his weird shit, like, right? He, he really do. Weird. <laughs> yes, if you see him and B- Jay Balvin together, usually he's the weirder one. So <laughs> that's how you like. If you had a need to do a short frame of reference or whatever, so he's usually the weirder one with the shorter haircut. Um, and so he did a video where he was dressed in drag, and honey, the lace was laid. Okay, okay. <laughs> yes, I need to send you the link to the video, Kel. Um, because uh, I heard it on the Joe Budden podcast and I was like, well, damn, like I need to see this. So I went straight to Bad Bunny's IG page and my man had the titties. Like he had like a whole, like they were able to blend it out where he had these huge titties. It was so Oh, I crazy. see it. 
Ah! Yes. <laughs> yeah. Right. And he was twerking in the video and everything. Oh, wow. It was crazy. Yeah, so um, apparently he did that. Now, I hear that the video, I forgot the name of the song already, Perio, mm-hmm. Perero. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Perero, La, La Something, or something like that. Um, He did the video for... Yo, uh, Perro Sola. Yes, thank you. Yes, bitch. Talk to us, Manny. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm weak. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so he, he did it for, you know, girls to twerk to, but I also hear that he did it in honor of um, a trans person that was killed in Puerto Rico, and he actually um, has claimed to be fluid. I can see that. So, yes, very much so. <laughs> so, shout out to you, Bad Bunny. Yes. Regardless of what we think of you, you know, you have always been true to who the hell you are. Right. And a weird person you definitely are that but that's dope what you're doing for that community yes. so shout out to you and i heard the song and it actually kind of was a bop so okay yeah <laughs> i'm about to tell nay my zumba instructor to include that in um <laughs> in <our> class. Session. <laughs> yes okay so uh drake's son girl i know <laughs> so how you how you feeling you know that's your baby Okay, so I am. <laughs> so I listen. Drake was up there flirting with Rihanna, trying to get back in Rihanna's good graces <laughs> on the DJ battle all this week. Okay, so that nigga ain't shit. But <laughs> he said he apparently in the big long um, caption that he wrote underneath the pictures that he posted of his baby, his baby mother, and his parents. He was saying he misses his family. I saw him on. Um, Tory Lane's little um, quarantine radio, and that nigga's beard has grown the fuck out. I don't know if you've seen like people like Diddy. Yes, I was like, oh my god, thing. what happened? It was like they aged horribly in a matter of two weeks. Right. What you can't say shit to women right now, okay? Because yeah, our nails is growing out and shit like that, but we don't look like that. Like, damn, I ain't know y'all niggas was dying y'all shit like that. Yeah, and they must do it like on a <laughs> weekly basis because. I'm just trying to understand. That fast? Word. That fast? It was literally two weeks. You're so right. Shit is cray. Hmm. But anyway, so uh, what's his name? Drake got to wear a beanie on his head. Wait, did you see that video of Jess Hilarious on IG Live with um Charlemagne and how he pulled his, his beanie back to the middle of the Girl, his no. <laughs> I saw some of, I saw like a clip when they were, um, talking about something and she was like um cdc and the zoo and he was like what what's the what's the zoo or something like that she was like zoo nigga that's the only thing that i saw okay i think it, yeah yeah it was that same conversation and basically he was talking about she was talking about how her glue or something was coming up on her wig or whatever and he started to pull his beanie back <laughs> and he was like look look there's no hair there's no hair right keep looking keep looking and it was like the beanie was all the way to the middle of his head before you saw this full like bush starting to grow yeah it's <laughs> rough that's how far back his hairline is. Yeah. That shit. <laughs> Yo, these, they are suffering. They're suffering more than they that, really for are. Sure. But yeah, with Drake's baby, you know, I was surprised to see, I wasn't surprised to see people appalled because 
Um, if you're not exposed to uh, genetics being that way, which you would think by now people are, but you know, if you're not hip to that, then you're going to be ignorant, you know, because you're ignorant, like right. the definition of ignorance. So a lot of people were, especially from what I hear men, they were like, oh, you know, like that ain't your baby son, blah, blah, blah. Your baby's supposed to look like this. Amanda Seals posted this picture of the baby with um, <laughs> a black beard on his face and a black low cut like Drake yeah. and putting his middle finger up and they said how they expected Drake's baby to look. Poor baby. <laughs> but no. Little Adonis has um, blonde curly Goldilocks curls. Like that's the best way I could describe that, that's it. That's exactly Goldilocks. what it looks like. Goldilocks. Facts. <laughs> Facts. Goldilocks. And, and blue eyes. Bright blue eyes. He has these big, round, cute eyes and these pink, f- full lips. And um, he's a cute little toddler. Uh, he doesn't look like... What put me off at first was, um, of course, when I saw I was like, oh, okay. But then I remembered he did say that his son had blonde hair and blue eyes, which I, I was like, how? You know, how is that the, the case? But, you know, um, when I saw the baby, I didn't think the baby looked like the mom or Drake at first, but then I saw Drake's mom. And then I was like, oh, he looks just like his grandma. So, go, go and then I see mama. little Drake. Yes. So, and I see a little Drake in him too. So, um, it's, it's definitely, I now when I look at him, I feel like he definitely is Drake's. I mean, obviously Drake got tested, you know, got the um, blood test or whatever to confirm so it is his son, but um, I can see it now, and we'll see how he matures, because Drake kind of, Drake was pale as shit when he was born, too. He just had dark, curly hair, so if the baby's hair was dark, maybe people would, you know, gravitate towards it more, but I mean, his mother is white, his, um, you know, baby mother is French, white, you know, so what y'all thought was about to, was gonna get spit out from the genetics pool? You know, it definitely is recessive genes, but I'm not surprised. So, um, moving on. Uh, well, what did you think, Kel? I um, didn't expect Drake's baby to look like that. Um, I guess the blonde hair would have been okay because, you know, I figured his mom, I feel like the, is his mom a natural blonde? Not his mom, not Drake's mom, but the baby's mom, Sophie. No, I don't. Well, you know, I don't know her life, so I don't know. But I don't think she is. I think she's a not natural brunette. She looks like a brunette because her eyebrows and everything are that brown color. So, I mean, not to say she can't dye right. it, but I don't know. It just seems like that's her natural hair. Yeah, I don't know who the baby looks like. I, I, I'm looking at Drake's mom, and I don't really see the resemblance in his mom either. But, I mean, you know... Mm-hmm. Stranger things has happened. I know you made the comparison to your little brother. Your little brother, he looks so much different than he does from his baby pictures to now. So, you know, yeah. it might be a thing. Well, he still has the same face, but you know what I mean. But no, it's true. Um, I, I um, thank you for mentioning that. Yeah, my brother basically, that's also one of the first things I thought of when I saw him because I was like, oh, this reminds me of Sean, my little brother. Because when he was born, he looked kind of like that, but he had, the difference with him was he looked more black. He was pale like that, but he had red curly hair 
and um it wasn't that that uh silky of curly hair it still had a little nigga nap to it (laughs) and he had light brown eyes now his eyes have gotten darker and his hair is obviously you know dark brown like a regular you know usual typical african-american right but um yeah my brother looked like that so i see how genetics can be like and he had big eyes and big pink pink lips like drake's son so yeah i think drake's son is gonna you know he's gonna get older and he's gonna like you know morph more the older he gets. Right. Like, to your point. So, yeah, mm-hmm. we'll see. Yes, but congrats to them, and I hope everybody gets to reconnect with their family soon, because, you know, I know that's tough. Even though he got that girl living on the other side of the earth with her child, with their child. Right. <laughs> Let's not forget. <laughs> okay, so, music battles. Um, So, last night they had, um, what was it? It was this past Sunday, I think, that they had Jonte Austin versus Neo. Um, There's been a lot of these music battles that, honestly, I haven't been um, tuning into them. Um, But I may tune into one that's coming up tonight. Who's on tonight? The Jonte... So the one that uh, Dennis told me that the one that's coming up tonight is going to be uh, Scott Storch and Manny Fresh. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I'm not um, as you know hype to hear Scott Storch. Of course, he was you know he was pretty much the soundtrack of our high school days. You know, he made songs like "I'll Make It Rain," you right? Know, um, you know, all them kind of songs we that we heard back then was the jam for us, but. I was never like hype about Scott Storch, but give respect where right. it's due. Plus, I know he was beating on um Lil Kim, so I'm also kind of like mm, about him. But that's another story. right. But uh, <laughs> the one with Jonte Austin, you know, I've always been more of a hip hop head, but um, Jonte Austin and Neo had fucking hits, dog. <laughs> Um, so I'm trying to find it right now on my computer. Oh, here we go. Okay, so they have the list of the songs that they went back and forth with that I wanted to share with you because I wasn't aware of some of these songs that they did. So let me get to the list real quick. So, okay. So Jonte Austin started with um, Get Gone by Ideal. Neo hit him back with Marcus Houston, That Girl, which that does sound like a Neo song. It does. I didn't know he wrote It does. It does. <laughs> Jonte Austin then did Aaliyah, I Miss You. I didn't know he wrote that. Um, Neo came back with Rihanna, Unfaithful. Mariah Carey, It's Like That. Was like oh, that was my shit. Right. Uh, Carrie Hilson, Knock You Down, Neo. Um, John T. Austin also wrote Bryson Tiller. Oh. Right. Um, And then Neo came back with Jamie Foxx, She Got Her Own. Nigga, I don't care about that. Uh, Then John T. Austin came with Stingy by Genuine. Yeah, he had all the hits. Right. Mac Wilds, Own It by Neo. Did it? No, he wrote that. Which one is that? (laughs) Um, um, yeah, like his little hit. Chris Brown wrote, oh, Chris Brown, yo, was by Jonte Austin. 
word um stay with me by neo see the thing that i noticed with this battle neo did a lot of his right and it was like bruh uh some of the other top ones i would say is like jante austin did tony braxton just be a man about it mariah carey's we belong together shorty like mine by bow wow let's see sweet lady by tyrese jante austin also wrote I ain't never met nobody. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I was like, no, what? Yeah. Uh, he did a lot of Mariah Carey songs. He did Shake It Off. He did um I Don't Wanna I Don't Wanna Be by Leah. Mm-hmm. I don't wanna be without Yes. He did Come Over by mm. Leah. Yes. He did Be Without You from Mary J. Blige. And I can't be without you, baby. Oh, yeah, I remember that one. Okay. <laughs> and his his ending song was We Belong Together by mm. Mariah Carey. So he kind of poo-pooed on everything. That, <laughs> almost everything that Neo did. I didn't know Neo did Flaw. I didn't either. Um, but it sounds right. like it. He, uh, right. Because he did Irreplaceable. Mm-hmm. He definitely played that. Um make me make you better like we kind of know all the neo songs because most of them he either like spread the word that he wrote it or like he was on the damn song so <laughs> that was the summary of his songs he, he even played mirror <laughs> yeah. it's like nigga what the yeah. <laughs> okay right oh, right <laughs> <laughs> that was a flashback for a lot of people though mirrors <laughs> Flashback was a is a good memory. I mean, mirrors is a good memory from a lot of people. <laughs> you better stop laughing. <laughs> I can't take you. You funny. <laughs> but uh, you know, so yeah, so, so tonight at nine o'clock is supposed to be Manny Fresh and Scott Storch. I'm gonna have to check that out. Like pop my head in for that one. Um, apparently, the dream went up against. Um, Sean Penn, wait, Sean okay. Garrett. Do you mm-hmm. you know who Sean Garrett is? Yeah, they said he was drunk as hell, drunk and high as hell, Sean Garrett, mm. um, the whole time on the thing. And so I, I was disappointed to hear that, but I didn't watch it myself. So that was on Saturday. So um, the dream won his or whatever. But the dream has wrote right. a lot of stuff that I didn't know he wrote. Like he wrote a lot of the new Solange album. He wrote a lot of Beyonce songs. Like, um, a lot of people don't know he wrote "Put a Ring on It." Well, maybe a lot. Of I didn't know that. Know that. But true. Know. Yeah, yeah. So he's wrote, a, and the only reason why I knew that is because the nigga had the nerve to say it when he was introducing her performance at a like. I'll never forget. I was watching like Billboard Awards or some shit like that, and he was introducing her to perform it. And he was like, and I wrote the song, sit your ass down, nigga. Press this, like, the dream has always been pressed to say he wrote some shit for for Jay-Z or Beyonce. Like, nigga, if you don't sit your ass down, like, you acting like you inducted into the family, like, just because you write mad shit for them. But anyway, girl. So, but what I don't like is that a lot of people are on social media comparing um, classics to, you know, modern day niggas that aren't as popping, in my opinion. So they were already comparing Usher to Trey songs, which 
I don't know what to say to that. Yeah, there's like no comparison at all. I mean, I guess what they're going to say is that they're both an R&B, but like the caliber of R&B, the type of music, the audience that it, no. No. Girl. And he got way, Usher has way more hits. Way more, way more. And it's like, I don't know why I was singing another song. It's the simple things in life we forget. Singing that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, like, I remember. I don't, I don't hear that kind of content from Trey. I'm not saying he never had it. He, the last time I might have heard something like that was when that nigga still had braids. Yep. <laughs> so why? Everything like, is sex with him. Everything is sex. Yeah, it's like that's where he lives, man. And when it's not that, it's weird. So um, he's kind of like, don't get me wrong. He got hits. He does have hits, but they're all sexy. So um, there's nothing of true substance to me. Um, you know, there's some love songs in there, but child. But the next comparison that uh, shout out to our homies, U-Tour, um, posted on their U-Tour hip hop account on Instagram. They said someone was asking, uh, need a Drake versus Wale hit for hit battle that wouldn't be no 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 that wouldn't even be fair (laughs) that wouldn't even be fair and i love wale but that's not even a fair battle you can't even compare the two they don't even have the same type of style of music nope they said wale the only one who can take them huh that doesn't even make sense well, Wale was quoted in the same image saying, I oh, probably God, no. lead... <laughs> I probably I, <laughs> I probably lead the league next to Drake in the most undeniable records, he says. Like, I don't know this nigga, but this song is hot. I have a lot of those. And if I were more likable, We'd probably be at Capitol Arena doing this interview, he says, referring to the arena with a capacity of more than 20,000 compared with the Fillmore's 2,000. (laughs) Oh, God. I, I got... I... Why set yourself up like that? Don't even respond to it. Act like you ain't see that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, no. You know, like, just let it go. No. Woo! (laughs) Just don't. Yeah. I don't understand. Like, just... mm. And I feel like you should be proud of your work regardless of, you know, where you are in it. But that just doesn't make sense. Mm Mm-hmm. Agree. You know, I just had to let you speak on that because I know, you know, that's our two bays right there. And I just right, right. had to let you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Something else that don't make sense. Apparently, there's a rumor going around that Takashi 6ix9ine got released from jail that. today. Is it true? Um, So there was a video that was posted of him riding around on the top of someone's roof or some shit. And um, he was like, yeah, my nigga got me out of jail or whatever. That apparently was an old video of him. Um, and he was talking crazy, calling himself the king of New York and all that stuff. So I was like, wow, he's talking like that still. But apparently that was a, um, an old video. Because the top of his hair, it looked like he had grown out. The bottom, I mean, the like the part closest to the root. 
but the top was still he still had a good amount that was still blonde in a ponytail so I was like by now that nigga should be all black by now like if they didn't cut some of that shit in jail already they shouldn't be that much um, blonde hair left and that's my feminine side coming out because I'm just like damn he got that much blonde left after being in jail for like what like almost a year now like seriously so that I did question and then later I found out it was an old video so makes sense but there is rumor going around that he is in witness witness protection um, right now so uh, yeah or on parole uh, I mean on house arrest actually not witness protection he's on house arrest so um, and I would hope that he wouldn't be out here like riding on the west side highway throwing up you know blood gang signs and shit and you know letting niggas know that he's home but <laughs> stranger things have happened with Takashi so <laughs> right I think I just saw something like, I don't know, whoever this lawyer is, and I guess he's a lawyer, I don't know who he is. You ever seen them videos on Instagram where it's like this Indian man, he's always reporting after him? Like, he, I never see him report on anybody else but Takashi. So I was just assuming that he was a lawyer. Yes, I have seen that. I don't know who he is, but yes, I've seen it. Okay. Yeah, like, I saw that saying that he was supposed to be out any day now, and that was today, so I was like, oh, damn, is he out? But, um, mm. and if so, like, I well, I guess they've been alleging trying to get him out for a while before the whole coronavirus, so I was like, but they're gonna do that for him, and they wouldn't do it for anyone else, that, that wouldn't be fair. But, who knows? Right, and I don't know if it's because he was already due to get out in August, so, like, they let him out early, but you're right, like, I mean, that's the only thing I could think of that, okay, he was supposed to get out early anyway, and now I'm hearing more and more people are saying, like, like, agreeing with the fact that, not just for Takashi, but in general, that um, they're trying to think of alternatives for inmates, because, um, they are the the virus will spread much faster in jail but i guess my my thought process was like why would it come to the jail like i mean i, I guess it would come through the correctional officers like yep. r kelly was claiming mm-hmm. so yeah well, i mean and then that and then the fact that um jails you know cleaning and just environments are just inferior altogether that's the wrong word but just it's just disgusting altogether they really have poor conditions so it's just like it's not healthy for them they they, a lot of them would die in there but then it's kind of like you don't want murders and rapists uh murderers and rapists out (laughs) right so you just gotta figure out what they're gonna do with that so yeah, and the last piece of um, ratchetness today, 3LW drama. Now, Kel, do you want to delve into this shit? Girl. So, um, I think this interview, well, I saw a post first on, um, I think it was, I guess it was either Shave Room or the Neighborhood Talk, one of those two blogs on, um... you know, the first thing that I saw, I think I saw the same thing as you, which was, um, an IG TV post. Um, there was one where uh, I think it started with who did it start with, Kel? Did it start with Natori? It started. It started with Natori. But um, Larry Pickett asked Natori a question, and then Keely stole the mic. 
<laughs> oh no 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 i meant um do you remember like the beginning like what started you know did you see the video of keely on her ig live yes i did what happened before oh, what started the whole the whole thing yeah go okay 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 yes keely on her ig live but no, actually, I don't know what started that. Why? Why she just randomly started talking about that? I don't know why. So you can go ahead and explain yeah, I that. I think what happened was oh, I remember now, Kel. I remember. Okay, so what happened was there was this clip that was on probably like Shade Room or something, right? And it was of um, Raven Simone, and Raven. It was an old clip of. Raven. Yes, you're right. Yes, of Raven Simone on The View. So you know it's super mm-hmm. old. So I don't know why they was digging in the crates. You know, niggas is bored. <laughs> okay. So they were digging in the crates and someone found this footage of um, Raven Simone on The View talking with um, the illustrious, damn, what is her name? Lynn Whitfield. Yes. Thank you. Lynn Whitfield. And just talking about their patch and look like uh, 50 Cent was on that episode too. Crazy. But anyway, yep. what a crazy combo. Um, right, exactly. <laughs> right. Like, what? So um, uh, basically, she was talking about the past when they used to all be on Cheetah Girls and how Lynn Whitfield kept her sane because she was ready to fight one of her team, one of her castmates. And so um, from there, Keely went on and then she started, I don't know if Keely even said anything about Raven Simone now that I think about it, but she did the IG video, like you said, she was her first like IG live, it seemed like, because she was like, oh, this is how you, like, she didn't know how she was working it. And she looked a mess. She, like, our friend Brittany said, she didn't even think to put some concealer on. Like nothing. Nothing. You could tell she gained a little weight, which, you know, sis, me too. Uh, it's been a long time since, promises, promises, it's, it's been a long time, you know, and the sex was spectacular. It's been a long time since then too, because that was college. <laughs> but, uh, no, she she had the bags under the eyes and, you know, uh, she was there talking on the couch, uh, looked like she just finished breastfeeding and, <laughs> yeah. and she said that you know sharing the tea of how she used to get into it with the girls um the three L- her castmates 3LW and I didn't I don't know if she necessarily said it was um notory specifically but then we got the they dug up the crates again of the footage of um them getting interviewed by I don't even know who that guy that guy was he's someone on the news now Kel that you knew his name Oh, Larry Pickett? No, he, um, I think he was like, that's back in the, the TRL days okay. where it'd be like mad freelancers. Like, what was it? Ananda Lewis. He was like one of those mm. like bloggers on that site. VJs and shit. Yes. Yes. <laughs> when everybody was a VJ. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> we showing our age, man, because I know nobody I know, in their I 20s know. know who a VJ is or what a VJ right. is. Child. Okay. That's what Lala used to be. All right. Exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so yeah, basically, like you said, like they were talking, and it was like worse than the Destiny Child video clips. Like it was like she would take the mic away from Larry Pickett 
from Notori. Anybody that was trying to talk core, um, Adrian didn't get to say a blip on the air. Like it was just her taking over the show, and people were cracking jokes in the comments saying she just Keely just really wanted to be the Beyonce of the group, and it was never gonna happen. Um, and she was saying that she they were pretty much saying very passive aggressively about each other how they've had issues and they've had to get used to each other. Um, you could tell Notori was trying to be a little more politically correct. But Keely was like, you know, Notori just doesn't listen. Like, she's, you know, like, it's just me and Notori. We've had problems getting along. And it's like, y'all, this is mad fucking awkward. So I don't know if the chicken, the fried chicken situation happened between them before or <laughs> after this shit. But it probably was after. Oh, and you know what? Keely did say that in the IG live that, um, what Notori has said about her and her mother, there will never be a reconciliation. And she wouldn't, she doesn't see herself going on Adrian's show, meaning the, the um, real, because she has nothing to promote right now. She's not promoting any music or anything. And that, that's the reason why you do these types of things. And she's, oh, I think that's when she did mention Raven. I think she said like Raven has a mixtape or some shit coming out. So that's why, uh, you know, Raven might be doing that stuff. Child, it was like, it was some good old, you know, millennial tea, some old millennial right. tea. I think, you know, and to be fair, because I end up like, when I saw that clip, I could tell it was like literally what it was, a clip. So I was like, well, I wonder if I had any editing done to it so that it can like tie back to this drama now, whatever the case may be. But, um, Keely only, was only 15 back then. Mm-hmm. And although Natari and Adrian were both 17, I feel like, and it's crazy because I would have thought Keely would have had, or I would have thought her mom would have given her some sort of background on media training. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Adrian's responses throughout the whole entire interview was very, very poised, like very, very... Like, she had media training. And I feel like Natori did, too, but I feel like Natori was just still a teenager at the end of the day, and she was at her wit's end, and she's like, you know what? Fuck that bitch. <laughs> so, like, I, I get both sides of the stories, but I think Keely was just super young and immature, and I think that she needed media training, and I don't think that they provided her that back then. Or if they even did that back then. Did they do media training back then? Because that was, like, a long time ago. I think they did. I mean, they probably didn't have things like blogs and stuff to worry about, but they still had interviews and stuff like in tabloid. They had tabloids back then and Word Up magazine. So, yeah, they. I'm sure they had media training back then. Yeah. Maybe if it was the 1950s or something. I mean, PR has been around forever. So. Right, right, right. <laughs> And that's today's R&R. So, yes, Kel, let's get into this. Um, what do you want to do first? The reviews or... Yeah, let's, yeah, let's talk about the reviews. Yeah, let's yeah the reviews. you said the same thing. Or <laughs> <laughs> right, you want to kick it off? Or yeah, you want sure. me to kick it off? Sure. So, we're going to review a couple of things. We're going to start off with Self Made on Netflix. Um, Self Made is the story of Madam C.J. Walker and her journey to becoming a billionaire. So you know all of our melanin beauties and queens were here for it. We were tuned in. We were doing group um, watch parties for it. Like, it was 
still, I personally would encourage any woman and their children to be able to watch this so they can see more representation in our community with that. So that was really, really dope. Um, Self-made. So... Self-made. You want to talk about your first reaction to it and then yeah. what your reaction was after you learned a little more? So, I yes. My first reaction was, this is a really juicy story. Um, I didn't want to think that it was going to go the colorism route, but then I was like, okay, all right, maybe this did occur. Because I didn't know about Annie Malone or in, their, in the movie, she was Addie, um, Addie Monroe. I didn't know about the story of Addie, how um, the two, but um, it was, I think it's a trigger for me because I've been that brown girl and Mm -hmm. I've been compared to light skin. So it did like stir up some sort of emotions and make me want to root for um, Madam CJ Walker even more. But then there was also times where I was really, really disappointed in Madam C.J. Walker. From her personal life, with her relationship with her husband, like, I felt like she played him a lot. And not saying that, you know, spoiler alert, just in case y'all know, not saying that, you know, she deserved to be cheated on or she deserved, you know, the things that he did when he acted out in front of those um, men, that potential investors. But as many times as he was always willing to be there for her, always looking for ways to come up with their ideas. And I know they weren't on the same page, but she didn't have to play him the way she did. So I feel like it was, it was just interesting watching that relationship grow to what it became. Um, Agreed. I, I personally don't think that um, she was a fraud. I feel like there it was when it came to um the relationship between her and Addie, I felt like, you know, nobody creates something out of the blue. Everything not no wills the will has is always being changed in some sort of way. So we're not recreating we're not creating anything new. It's already been done before. So I think she found a way to advance it and then she was found a way to monetize it. And for that I feel like you're still a hustler. I still feel like I feel like you're still, you know, worthy of all the praises that she got because she advanced it to another level and she was able to monetize on it on a bigger platform. Like she, she saw it in a different way. She envisioned it in a different way and she took it to the next level. So for that, I ain't mad at her. Get your coin, sis. Um, what did you think about that whole word? Well, I agreed with um, everything that you said. Um, you know, even I being someone who, is lighter skin was rooting for Madam CJ Walker when I saw this whole, you know, storyline that they constructed um, for this film, which I do wonder, like, I have to, I can't remember if it was based off of um, CJ Walker. I think it's a, a, you know, inspired by or some shit like that, you know, and I say that because of what I'm going to say in a few, but Basically, um, you know, I I enjoyed the show. I wasn't fond of the little boxing scenes. I felt like that was a little corner corny. Um, I felt like some of the music choices I wasn't really feeling. I felt like it was a little forced. But that's just my personal taste. Um, I can know, see I, that the music scenes. I I I don't feel like they always made sense. 
I mean, them playing Harlem Shake because they were in Harlem. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> like, I rolled the fuck out of my eyes on that part. Like, y'all got to fucking chill. <laughs> like, get the fuck out of here. But <laughs> I felt that way about the daughter, about Tiffany Haddish's role when, when they made her to be um, by by curious or by mm-hmm. whatever she was. <laughs> so you wasn't sure if that was a, okay. So yes, let me get to that too. That that's a good point to go straight on to. So um, with Tiffany Haddish, you know, a lot of people was not feeling Tiffany Haddish for the role in general. But you know, I I have a special affinity for Tiffany Haddish. I read her book. I feel like she reminds me a lot of one of my close friends. So like. I just like root for her all the time. I know she can be a lot. Um, like I said, she reminds me of one of my friends. So like I get that, but I never want to see that person be hurt. So I never want to see Tiffany Haddish be hurt. And she's been hurt a lot through life. Mm-hmm. So I was, I'm rooting for Tiffany, you know, even when, you know, that role. Yeah. I wouldn't want to see her in a period piece again, but um you know she i thought it was a little extra sometimes it really did like she was the comic relief that was needed and when i looked it up you know me i'm one of those annoying people that when i'm watching a movie especially a period piece i'm gonna like google that shit and me Wikipedia too the fuck out of me it. too girl <laughs> me too <laughs> yes so i was wikipedia the fuck out of that movie while i was watching it so i found out about you know one of the first things i did look up was the daughter Um, Because I was like, oh, she had a daughter. Okay, let me see the lineage. So then her daughter was kind of a goofball. So I was like, oh, so then I respected or it came off like her daughter was like a show off goofball kind of person. So in a comedian, like I think she literally was a comedian. Like they said something like Langston Hughes or some of the people from the Harlem Renaissance era, uh, like gave her like said she was the light of the town and stuff because after Madam C.J. Walker died, you know, she kind of like made her own way, um, you know, with the promotion of Madam C.J. Walker's um, products and, you know, continuing the legacy. She did that in Harlem. And then the daughter that she, the the little girl that she adopted, that was real too. She did adopt that little girl. And so she never had children, but she had that little girl who continued the legacy. So, um, you know, that was interesting to learn. I did see that she married three men. Mm -hmm. She married that idiot guy that was fucking up, Mm -hmm. you know, and then apparently she married two other men in her life. I did think that it was possible that she could have been bi-curious or gay or whatever. And, you know, when her mom was approaching her talking about, you know, what's this nastiness, you know, and all that different stuff. I was like, okay, she could have married the men, especially once she found out her mom died, or even just the same way her mom was married. You know, the only way you could get your name out there back then was by using your husband's right. name. No one was going to take you for your name back then. So, um, with all that said, I thought it was possible because gay people been here forever, so I was just like, oh, that's interesting. But now, seeing how they padded the truth with um because i did say when i saw that part i was like oh i didn't see anything about her being gay in wikipedia but would they put that in wikipedia i don't know if she wasn't fighting for no rights then what's the point of putting that in there you know so i was like she could have been gay okay but um to to the point of 
Annie Malone, which was depicted as Addie Monroe on the movie, Annie, when, that was one of the second things I looked up. Annie Malone wasn't even light-skinned. Right. <laughs> so let's just start there. Okay? Like, she wasn't even fucking light-skinned. So what was this? You know, I've been learning this word lately, this term, trope. And it's like a thing where... You know, you kind of have these constant themes for uh, a group of people. I think that's the right way to describe Mm -hmm. it. Read me if it's not. But anyway, (laughs) Um, and they say like this whole whenever it's a woman up against a a black woman up against adversity or whatever, especially a, a darker skinned black woman, there always has to be this whole thing of light skin versus dark skin. And it's like, you know, the same way a lot of men or just a lot of African-Americans in general are tired of the the slave stories, the slave movies, a lot of Black women are actually starting to get tired of the light-skinned versus dark-skinned women stories because mm-hmm. there's, there's more to us than that. And then to see how, you know, I don't know, Kel, did you listen to Demetria Lucas's podcast where she interviewed the descendant of um, Annie Malone. I was going to listen to that today, but I haven't got a chance to listen to it. Girl, it will make you, it'll actually kind of piss you off when you listen to it. Not like piss you off towards Annie Malone, but like piss you off towards like, why did they do this? You know, it made me actually look at the people that created this sideways. Because I that they were um, actually, they they weren't enemies or anything. Like they actually liked each other like they were friends of some sort is that true they were friends they were friends and they worked together so it's true annie malone did create the first um wonderful hair grow which was the product that like kind of made madam cj walker like bust on the scene and um she did steal that name from annie malone um but and she uh i don't know if she stole like the recipe or whatever but whatever happened, she did work for Annie Malone at first. She was, a, I don't know if apprentice is the right word, but, you know, she did work for her for like two years. And then, you know, as most people, you know, you and I always talk about like, you know, it's hard to find good help because everybody out here is, you know, there's not a lot of people that's trying to work for you. They have dreams and visions of their own. And while, you know, people that own their own businesses want to help grow other people so they can go on. A lot of times it's a tug of war because it's like, I still need help, you know? So, you know, just like most ambitious women, women, uh, Madam C.J. Walker had her own visions and from whatever disagreement that they had, which there may have been a disagreement, but I doubt it was some light skin shit, um, right. <laughs> they, uh, you know, Madam C.J. Walker went her separate way and started her own shit, and she blew up with hers. Whereas, you know, I learned so much about um, Annie Malone and how, like, apparently people in St. Louis, like, they have a whole um, parade in her honor every year. Um, she was like one of the first people to donate funds to build the hospitals for Howard University or something like that like she had the biggest donation she was like one of the first millionaires too and she had yeah and she she had um, a factory and it had like 
hospital care in there because a lot of black people didn't get good hospital care back then, um, you know, um, with sterilized instruments and stuff like that. Like there's so much, like if you listen to that interview that Annie Malone did, um, she donated a lot of money to a lot of different causes and stuff like that. And so I just found it very interesting that they chose to villainize her like that and make her into this mulatto, fair-skinned woman to create this this story, this storyline or this trope, you know, for us to root for Madam C.J. Walker. And like, it was this girl who said that Matt, um, that Annie Malone was her grand-aunt, great-grand-aunt or whatever, great-great-aunt. She said that if there was so many ways that they could have woven, woven in um, Annie Malone, you know, Yes, her story without taking away from Madam C.J. Walker's um, accomplishments and achievements. It could have just so, the rise Like, why can't more than one black person win? Why does it always have to be a you know a, a another woman as a rival? Like, why can't it just be like the industry be the rival? Like, I don't because really honestly, that's what it is. The rival, the, the rival isn't the other person; it's the industry. Yes. It is. And that's the point with the tropes, I believe, you know, they continue to promote this message the same way they promoted it with us being, you know, some people being in the house and some people in the fields. They want to continue, you know, and that's me getting on my whole tap shit, I guess, <laughs> but they want to continue to hold this against each other so that we never pr- prosper as a people. They want us to stay with the crabs in the barrel concept. So you feed us images like this so that we continue with the light skin versus dark skin bullshit. And so um, it's not, and I, when I say bullshit, I do not, uh, I'm not minimizing it because it's still a real thing, but um, we have to fight past that and continue to uplift each other in a way that we could have done that was with this film. So um, what I'm hearing is that they're actually going to, they're actually working on a film for Annie Malone already. They were doing it before this and it's just the Madam C.J. Walker story came out first. Um, so yeah, I don't know if they're going to uh, do anything where they're going to throw any shade or any tea or whatever, but I hope that they follow suit with what they're saying that could have been done with this film. Be the change. Yes, be the change that you want to see. Amen. Okay, so the other one is... All right, so we got Tiger King up next. I'm going to try and keep it to a minimum. But have you watched that? Yes. Yes. Um, So (laughs) Tiger King is... Y'all got to watch that. That's on Netflix about these crazy redneck folk, which I'm pretty sure um, they all have some kind of felonies deep within them. If they haven't, well, one of them already is in jail, but woo, the other two should be in jail. Um, you know, everybody's working against each other. Like, I was calling that fa- Wait, how far along are you, Kel? I finished it. Okay, I was calling, I kept calling that man that turned against them. Oh yeah, spoiler alert all through this, y'all. That man with the short hair that turned against them, um, but not the one. Uh, what I know you're talking about. Name? His name was James, and he was fat. I was called that nigga Manny Fresh. <laughs> yeah, you know he looked like Chucky. He looked like the Chucky doll. That's oh, he, he does. Like. You're right. You do look like a Chucky. Now I look at him differently. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but savagery of it. <laughs> like they yeah, all the, were it was savage. 
it was so savage. It was disgusting. Like, you know, we have the main character, <laughs> which it's not it's not even a character, it's real life, unfortunately. But you know, you got your guy Joe Exotic, who's a gay, um uh redneck white man that um is a gun slinging, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like he's shooting on the ground for fun, telling his, right. his like <laughs> Yo, that's nuts. Meth doing like he he does drugs, you know, and dealing because he was giving it to all his his workers. Like he was taking advantage of his workers. Um, he was taking advantage of young, um, you know. Of course, I think they were all of age, unlike Doc Antle, but young <laughs> white males that weren't even necessarily gay, but he knew they would be like fresh out of jail or they were um, on meth or both. And he would take advantage of that and make them, you know, his husband. Like, he had two husbands and shit. Then he married another husband when one died, which that story was sad. Sad, right? Yeah. That was sad to see how that man, that young man deteriorated, too, from when he first came there, looking like an ad from Hollister. He looked straight (laughs) up like a Hollister boy. And then... (laughs) And then he comes on there. It comes on that um that zoo land, whatever the fuck it was, and he just continued and continued to fucking deteriorate. Yeah. That shit was wild. He, I was surprised he didn't lose teeth like the first husband. Right, as much as he was doing, shoot, disgusting. So, um, you know, there was that. Then there's Doc Antle. Um, you know, oh, let's not forget the girl on Joe Exotic's um zoo who lost her arm. Yeah, the, the stud. Yes, God bless her. God bless her. And then she came back to work a week later. Like, nah, I'm like, girl, you should have got your money. You should have sued. You could right, been but there. she, yeah, and but like, I guess the common denominator for all these people that get involved with these crazy ass people. Um, Doc Ansel, Joe Exotic, and Carol, um, I forget her last name, Bristol, whatever the fuck, Baskin, yes. Um, They're all, like, intrigued by these damn um, tigers and being so close to these exotic animals. Listen, I don't even like cats. But (laughs) I understand, because, I mean, well, for me, I've always had an affinity for those tigers, one, because I'm a Leo, but two, Mm. because of Aladdin. Like, that movie made me want to have a tiger. Like, that was what I always be like, oh, if I could have any pet, it would be, like, you know, a tiger. Raja. Yeah. Raja. Yeah, you saw when that, when the one, uh, they all look crazy on Joe Exotic's land, but um, the one that was, like, the head zookeeper and how he was just, like, drugged out after he testified against him and they were, like, yes. doing a little confessional and he was like, you ever walked a tiger? <laughs> 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 yeah, I was like, yeah, I'll never know that feeling. <laughs> it was sad. Like all those people's lives got ruined. Like the young girls that would come and work for Doc Ansel, that nigga was like a white R. Kelly, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, taking advantage of all them girls and shit. Like that. I, that's what I say for him. White R. Kelly, exactly. Okay? Just with tigers and bears, you know, and animals involved. Them women were working from 8 a.m. to 12 a.m. Changed Literally. their names. Like, it was too Yeah. Much. 
to these Indian-like type names that go with the whole tiger theme and shit. It was just gross. And then Carol Baskins, I feel like, I don't know who was worse, who was nastier, her or Doc Ansel. Joe Exotic was on some fucked up shit too, but it's weird. Like, my heart was extended to him more, even though and towards the end, I was like, oh, he just got super nasty. I, I don't know if I could even... But uh, with... um. What's her name? Carol Baskin? I really don't fuck with her. Right. And Doc Ansel is nasty as fuck, too. I don't like him either. He needs to get caught up, too. I'm waiting for his ass to get caught up. But Carol Baskin, she done, she killed her first husband. Right. So there's a theory that she killed her husband um, because she acquired all this money from him. He was a millionaire, and he had a family before he met her. And, you know, it was just one of them tales, cautionary tales where they met. And she was a young woman, and he left his family for her. And then, you know, as time went on, they kind of, you know, uh, got uh, into issues with each other. And she didn't want to be with him no more. And he was cheating on her. When I saw the part where he was going to Costa Rica to do to sell more animals because it was free, there, I was like, "Bitch, you know, there's more pussy out there too." And I ain't talking about the damn tigers, right, or the lions. You going out there to see a woman, and sure enough, he was cheating on her with a woman. That's all she needed, I guess, to kill his ass. But she's like, I never killed him. You know, she she just looked like out she of looked crazy them, as fuck. That's what yeah. she looked like. Out of all of them, she seemed the most like a sociopath. The way she like maneuvered and stuff. Like when she said <laughs> people were talking about it on Facebook the other day how they were asking her, I think there was something like where there's a possibility that her brother was involved and her brother was a cop in, involved in the killing of her husband or the covering up of it. And um, she said, you know, I didn't, oh God, no, I never really, you know, got to know my brother. You know, when I was 15, he was like nine. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? How? You live with them, right? Right. <laughs> and then she was like, I was surprised he went for the role for of career in law enforcement. So you surprised because he went into a career in law enforcement, but then you said you didn't really know him like that. You know, because he's only what he's like five or six years younger than you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> like this is what the fuck? Like uh, I can't say like Kel, you have older siblings that you you gonna know why they go into a career field right you know like you your whole sister is like like way older than you yep (laughs) you have a whole relationship with her right yeah so what the fuck are you talking about you know you talking about some measly ass five to six years so mm, wild nah she she definitely fed her husband to them damn tigers yeah yeah ain't no way so um that was that show i think y'all should check that out see how that unfolds there's a lot of information there's a lot of twists and turns it's definitely some of the best hillbilly like uh housewives mixed with love and hip-hop because you gotta include joe joe exotic's music videos (laughs) And his yeah. shots at Carol Baskin. Yeah, he was taking me out with all the music videos, yeah. Like, <laughs> I can't. I can't. <laughs> like a train yes. wreck, you like, you know, like you see the train accident about to happen and you just like, mm-hmm. you can't look away. It's just, it's, it's one of yeah. those. 
that's the perfect way to describe it. It's a train wreck that you can't look away from. You have to keep looking at that shit. So <laughs> strap on your seatbelt when you start watching that shit. Cause whew. right. Um, uncork hell. Yes. Tell us about uncork. So I was really excited to see uncork because one, I wanted to know more about the wine industry. Me and Anna are uh, one of our goals is to eventually, and I manifested this by saying it on air, have our own um, cognac, which will lead to other mm-hmm. opportunities. And we are both connoisseurs of mm-hmm. wine as well, so I can definitely see us doing some sort of blend of the two. <laughs> um, so I was excited yes. to see, you know, that from the black perspective, and to see, you know, that type of story unfold. Um. The movie for me was trash. Um, I damn. Uh, I tried to. I really tried. It was like I because character could find a way for me excited for the He just. I feel like when you're acting and when you're taking the role, like you, you need to make feel something. I felt nothing. I felt. Like, okay, I'm, I'm waiting for the moment for me to fall in love with either you. I felt, I just, I, it, I feel like it was a waste of my time. Yeah. You know, like, I learned about being a smoye. Yay. I could have Googled that on my own. You know, like, it just, it left a lot to be ima- imagined. And I, the ending, I thought the ending was, I just, I'm glad I didn't pay for it. <laughs> That's the best way for me to say it. Like, I'm glad I didn't pay for it. Damn. Okay. I mean, I may watch it because what the fuck else we gonna exactly. do for the next few and months? And that's what I had to tell myself. Like, I ain't got shit else to do. I to watch it. Now, I will say, um, Niecy Nash, she kills it every time. Like, she's a great actress. She makes you feel her role. I always enjoy watching her on screen. So she did a great job. Um, and the guy mm-hmm. who played Clarence from what's that movie? Did he play Clarence? Oh, he plays the husband and the Wade Houston movie Preacher's Wife. Yes, yeah, I can't remember his real name, but that me neither. Okay, <laughs> well that guy. But I know who you're talking about because I've seen the previews and he has the glasses. I think he's married to um, what's her name Angela? in real life? Uh. Yeah, Angela Bassett. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought that was him. Okay, yeah. So that guy plays the father of guy. I forget the guy's name that could he was that interesting and that boring. But um the main character um plays the father. Like everybody invoked feelings the main character. It was like a black dud just sitting there. Like it there was no emotion on his face most of the time. It just was blah for me and the, the whole movie was about him so it was just damn like ah I just yeah I you know <laughs> like when I saw the previews he did give me um vibes of an ex that I had that wouldn't pay for yep. um a hot chocolate yep. that's the vibes that I got from him so from you for you to say that I was like damn so I was kind of spot on where that person can be very dry and emotionless I've never seen Mm -hmm. someone that emotionless and I would think that you like if you're gonna if you're telling the story of of someone who has these big dreams 
where's the passion? <laughs> like, yeah. there was none. <laughs> Throughout the whole movie, there was none. He was just so lackluster. Like, eh. Well, I'm sorry. Oh, I, I remember. It's, for some reason, it just popped in my head. The name of the father, his real name. Courtney B. Vance. Ah, yes. That's his real name. But, um, yes. Uh, I guess I'll still watch it because uh, the guy that created it, um, I forget his name. I feel like it's something similar like that, too. And he works. He's one of the main, like, producers or whatever for Insecure. So I'll support it, but I'm definitely disappointed to hear that. But you know, hey girl, we ain't got shit else to right. do. And I guess I'll, I'll what I'll take from it is learning how to be a Somalier. But me and Dennis, when we watch um, movies sometime on Netflix, Dennis will be like, "Now, just so you know, I will walk out of this movie theater, aka he will exit out of the movie." Right. <laughs> so, if it gets too bad for my liking, I will exit the movie exactly. theater. Exactly. <laughs> Like, no, I mean, you have to finish it because it's, like, it's only, like, an hour and some change. So, it's one of those, like, I might as well finish this. It's him. It's no, it's no one else but him. He's the only character on there that just makes you just be like, why did I waste my life? Everybody else is great. <laughs> yeah. Have you been watching, really quick before we get to Rihanna, have you been watching 20s and Boomerang? I have. I, ha- I haven't watched the last episode. What's today? Tonight? Tonight it comes on. Yes. I Did I finish the last episode of Boomerang? Like, I started it. I think the strip club was the last one. When? Yes. Okay, okay, yes. Okay, then I did. I finished it. Um. Yeah. So, I'll start with Boomerang. Uh, I didn't know that Lala was in a strip. That she worked in a strip club first. I like the story that they're trying to the they're trying to tell. Like the struggle of it. It's not like people. Nobody wants to just strip just to strip. Well, maybe they are. Maybe there are people. So I like to see the behind the scenes story of like why people do the things that they do. What is it like when celebrities come in? How how does that affect the strippers' money? Like. It gives you a different side that you don't pay attention to while you're in, you know, in that atmosphere. So I thought that was really cool to be on a deep level. Probably wasn't supposed to be that deep, but that was the the level that I was thinking. Like, oh, true, I didn't think about that. Um, right. Even that gave me more feelings than Uncorked. That's sad. <laughs> um, <laughs> what else? Uh, what's going on in twenties uh, again? I can't remember. Oh, she's starting to fall for the um for the light skin um jump jump. Yeah, that was so stupid to me, though. Like, so I haven't been watching Boomerang because, you know, we out here without cable, we cut the cord, um, you know, involuntarily. <laughs> we got the fire stick. So um, we have to rely on that fire stick. And, you know, sometimes the shit with the fire stick, it don't be loading stuff. So um, I haven't been able to really watch Boomerang because of that. Girl, um, on but I have. Oh, it's on Hulu? It should be. Oh, you know what? I tried to look it up and I don't know if it came up or not. I was going to just go on my computer and sign up, uh, like go on to my dad's Xfinity account, really, (laughs) truly. But I would I would rather see it on a TV screen, you know, Um, but I have been able to get some good links for 20s. Um, so I am caught up on that, except for, of course, tonight's episode. I'll probably try to look that up tomorrow. 
But um, yeah, like basically she's falling for the main character, which is um, Lord, I forget her name on the show, but it's the girl that, you know, I think is loosely based off of um, Lena. Lean, yeah. What's Lena's full name? Lena Waithe. Yeah. Lena Waithe, um, who directed or yeah, I think she directed Queen and Slim and she was on Master of None with that little Indian um, comedian guy and um, girl, apparently she was cheating on her fiance, yeah. which I'm like, damn. Or her, or her wife, actually. I think they got married. Yeah, it was her wife. I thought they got divorced already, no? Yeah, they got divorced now, which I'm like, damn. You know, she just started talking about when they did Queen and Slim, she just started, like, she, when she was promoting Queen and Slim, saying, like, yeah, we actually got married a little while back, but we didn't you know, promoted on on social media or whatever, but our family and friends knew and blah. blah, blah. So I'm just like, yo, that's sad. I don't know who she was cheating with. I forgot the, the girl from um, Harriet. What? Yeah. Damn. Oh, I'm sorry. That was new tea for me. Yeah. Ooh, I need to make another glass. <laughs> She was cheating on her with that, but the thing was, was they she didn't want to marry that girl that her ex wife now. She only married her because they got into an argument before, and she gave her the ultimatum, like that either she was going to marry her or they weren't going to be together. And she didn't want to necessarily lose her, but she didn't want to marry her. But she just did it just to appease her, and because she was a serial cheater, she was cheating on her like before they got married. Damn, because Lena Waithe knows she could get it from a lot of shit. Yeah, you know lesbians always be cheating. <laughs> like that's what they be doing. <laughs> Lena Waithe can fucking get it from a lot of straight women. So imagine lesbian women, right? Okay, like wow, woo, child. Okay, well let me move back to the conversation at hand. Well, yeah, so the character that's supposed to be, oh, her name is Hattie. So Hattie is, um, you know, working with the big boss and everything. And uh, I just don't like that shit because I'm like, really? So now the big boss want to fuck Hattie too? But the the um, Hattie's friend with the curly hair who's with that guy who I knew he was. Right, with. like how, how she didn't know? How she didn't know? How, sis? I but you know what they you know what they're doing there? He's not gay, he's fluid or he's bi. Which I heard I saw the part where he was like where he was like, Well, everybody flirts with me. And she was like, Well, you need to stop flirting back. And then I thought back to the part where in the first episode he sang happy birthday in the in their friend's face. The um pretty girl who's like Jamaican and she's mm-hmm. the she's the earthy girl or whatever. Um and does yoga. Uh, she, uh, he was singing happy birthday all in her face and stuff. And I remember his girlfriend feeling uncomfortable and looking uncomfortable. So I was like, hmm, okay, what's that? And then she got uncomfortable again when he was all up in that nigga face at the company party. And then, so now this nigga want to watch threesomes and it's two men and a girl and the two men are getting it in with each other before they even go to the car. Right. I was just like, oh, Exactly, and he's steady licking up and down her neck on that part. 
listen, I would have been dry as a desert. It's just not my swag. I'm right. Like, and I think, what was the girl, the, uh, the Addie is what she said her name is? Hattie? Yeah, Hattie. Hattie. Hattie mentioned something to her about she needed to worry about her man and why he doesn't do something on one of the episodes when they got mad at each other. Um, yes. So that gave me a clue to like, okay, he don't want her. And because, you know, like it, people be knowing the wondering eye. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Especially in mm-hmm. that community. Yes. So. And her and Hattie and that girl, which I can't remember her name, but Hattie and that same girl they be cutting each other's throats and then the next scene they be cool with each other or they just be moving on with life and I'm like damn. I wouldn't like, be surprised if that line is going to get crossed with them too. What? In the future? I wouldn't be surprised. Ooh! Ooh! Because what if that is Lena Waif's wife or ex-wife? Not saying like in real life but like what if that that storyline is going to mature into that because Lena Way said that her wife was not gay. Oh, okay. She, that was her first, her wife, her, well, she was her wife's first female relationship. Mm. So I was like wondering if any of those two lines were going to get crossed. I figured it would have been the yoga girl mm-hmm. and Hattie, but that is a good point. There's so much tension between Hattie and the that one girl with the curly hair. Mm-hmm. It could be her and her. Mm-hmm. But meanwhile, she busy there. You know, the, the curly hair girl told her like, listen, be careful because whatever so-and-so's name is, the big boss or whatever, that's supposed to be like an Ava DuVernay kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> um, she, you know, gets close to her client, to her um, assistants, and then she throws them away like a bad habit or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I did, like, what I picked up from that was, like, I wonder if there is going to be some sexual tension between Hattie and the big boss. Oh, they but I was that. like, that's so cliche. But now I see them setting it up, and I'm like, fuck. Like, mm-hmm. I guess at the end of the day, you know, the only way I'll respect it is if the boss does throw Patty away and just was like, you know, I was just trying to fuck. Like, I was just trying to get some, release some tension. Right. That I would be like, okay, I believe that she probably uses her her staff in that way, like an evil bitch. You know, I believe that one. But yeah, okay. So real quick, Rihanna is coming out with a new album. Yes, yes. I'm excited. I want to hear what this is going to be. I wonder if this is is this going to be the album that's like all reggae or no? Yes, apparently it is because um, she just was on a magazine ad. Um, I mean, a magazine cover. I cannot remember the name of the magazine, but it was some French magazine, I believe, some European magazine, and she had a do rag on her head. And you know, there were some white folk that were just commenting saying, "What's a oh do rag?" And I was just. Like, <laughs> Google it, man. But y'all said he's trying to make (laughs) hair bonnets and shit. So the next thing we'll do rags. Because we will never forget, never forget, hashtag never forget that white bitch that tried to sell some bonnets for a hundred dollars. But anyway. (laughs) So um she talked about in that same magazine how she wants to have two to three kids, I think it was, whether she's with a man or not. Um um, in her own way, she was basically saying, um, you know, she doesn't need a partner to take care of her children. Um, 
she just needs love or something like that. Um, and of course, it goes without saying that that bitch is rich. She's a rich bitch. <laughs> so, um, yeah, basically, I um, am ready to hear that album. She said that it is going to still be the reggae album um, when she was talking in that magazine. Now, we don't know how long ago she did that magazine um, article. But uh, right. she was talking about it like, oh, yes, yeah, definitely coming. I'm working hard on it, blah, blah, blah. I'm paraphrasing. And when they asked her if it was going to be a reggae album, she was saying she's done every other genre and, you know, had hits in every other genre. She's going to finally do what she wants to do and be free with it. So I believe this is going to be the reggae album. Oh, yes. I'm here for it. I'm going to see what this is going to be like. I wonder if it's going to be like commercial or is it going to be like giving me true Bayesian vibes. Yes, Bayesian. Yes, with the Bayesian you know? words, nigga, because I'm trying to be Bayesian. <laughs> right, right, right. You lie, okay? Right. Okay. Stay your okay. ass at home. Stay <laughs> your ass at home. <laughs> I know. I know. I so, know. I'm trying to see if I even got that notification that that money about to come out this weekend, but... <laughs> child like I'm just holding on to hope and you know what I talked to my cousin Carla about it and she was saying she spoke to one of the girls that same Rudy girl that we both met or that what she knew her I met her the other day at my aunt's thing that works with Crave and she was saying how you know even if they do cancel Carnival like as long as they don't stop you from traveling to Barbados you should still be able to travel to Barbados and still have the hotel stay and stuff like that so Carla was like you know if if they do cancel carnival you know that sh- that shouldn't stop us from going down there anyway well okay I'm cool well that's what I said I was like you know what you right <laughs> look I finally got my passport <laughs> we going somewhere we word somewhere. word all right, so let's get into this last topic of the day. Let's get into resources. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so let me give you guys three resources that I found that I think will be great for, you know, people who are trying to expand their learning and to want to be enlightened during these, this COVID pandemic. So the first resource that we have is Essence Wellness Virtual Summit. Um, a free virtual um, wellness summit, and it will, as soon as it loads, <laughs> damn, do that. All right. <laughs> we'll um, cover learning the facts about what's going on with the COVID-19. They're going discu- to talk about discovering new ways to eat well, how to get your body moving, how to focus on financial fitness, um, and, you know, just encouraging ways to rejuvenate you from the inside out. And they're going to be doing this live um, Tuesday, March 31st, which was um, yesterday, and also, to, well, today, April 1st, <laughs> from 9 to 4.30. April Fool's, um, you can't go. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yes, it was featuring Brooke Wine from Quarantine Wine <laughs> and Charlemagne the God. Also, Dr. Joy Harden Bradford, which she was given a tip to get along with the fam, because Lord knows... We locked up in the house with these people for 24-7. Um, and Dr. Lauren Powell, the boost, make your immunity stronger than ever, with a couple other other folks that you might really want to hear from. 
So hopefully you guys were able to check that out. If not, you know, my bad. <laughs> Another <laughs> thing is um, a lot of Ivy League schools are offering free online courses. So I know a couple of people, I personally want to pick up a trade of some sort. So I've been looking for ways to, you know, expand my vocabulary. So I want to learn some more like a English class or writing classes. I feel like sometimes I just, I just need something else, you know, I need some more education. Or I was even thinking about taking um, up a drawing class because I've been really into watching all these wedding things and planning your wedding. So I wanted to learn how to sketch. So, um, I was nice. trying to see if they had any courses for that. So um, feel free to check that out. So if you go on Instagram, earn your leisure bio, and you can check out exactly what Ivy League schools. I believe it's Yale, Cornell, Princeton, Columbia, Dartmouth, Brown, and Harvard are the schools that are participating in the free online um, learning classes that are from Ivy League. And they're all free. So say that again. It's free online. One second. Let me go. Mm-hmm. All right. So earn leisure. In their bio, they have the actual link for it. And the schools that are participating are Yale, Cornell, Princeton, Columbia, Dartmouth, Brown, and Harvard. Nice. So, last but not least, is our parents. The schools are trying to do the e-learning. They're trying to figure out so that they can do virtual teaching. Montgomery County has done a good job. They've already prepared for this, and they've already started their e-learning. PG County is trying to catch up, and I'm not sure about what's going on in Charles County. I haven't really heard a lot of buzz about ways for them to expand their learning. I know we have the basic tools like Google Classroom, um, a lot of people do Khan Academy and things of that nature, but sometimes you just need a little bit more structure and you don't know where to go. So I would say go to kidstuff.com and they have online um, printouts for you to teach your children. They have games that they can play, learning games, everything that you can think of. And it's at kidstuff.com. That's kids stuff. So okay. And I actually have two more to add to um, the list of the wonderful list that you had. Um, one is called lynda.com, which I think has um, been merged with LinkedIn. I know for sure if you um, have a LinkedIn account, you can have access to their e-learning and e-training um, courses free of charge. Uh, You can do everything from learning how to better use Excel to um, even uh, dealing with things like procrastination, like ways to get around your procrastination. So they have a wealth of like informative uh, tutorials that you could go through. Some of them are like super long. And I remember when I was still working at my old job, like we used to use a lot of those courses um, because we had like a uh, threshold or um, number of uh, points that we had to have for trainings outside of work. Um, and so some of those would be, you know, counted from conferences or, you know, on-site trainings that we would attend. And then some of them we could do, you know, over the internet. 
So, um, I definitely still have everyone who has a LinkedIn account has access to it. So you could definitely and should definitely check that out um, right now while you have a lot of time on your hands. Um, as for another fun thing that you can do now, I'm having a brain fart. Oh, here it is. Okay. So another uh, free option is a lot of people that are in um, the PR world or just in general in different, um, you know, what's the term I'm looking for? Industries are doing a lot of IG lives. So pay attention to that. You know, follow some of these, um, the, whatever industry you're into, follow some of the heavyweights in there so that you can, um, you know, benefit from the free resources that they're offering because they're trying to stay active and stay relevant as well too just like how you got all these djs doing 24-hour dj videos and live um you know broadcasts or whatever there's a lot of different groups that are doing stuff like this which i'm gonna share so shout out to a and j pr um yes Yes, they are doing a spring is not canceled happy hour. So that is going to be tomorrow, April 2nd from 6 to 7 p.m. Um, so that's if you're listening to this right now <laughs> and uh, it's after 6 p.m. Sorry. <laughs> right. But, um, or you could like click out, pause the pod and go and join uh, <laughs> the um, happy hour. But the page is called a and J P so N is the letter N A N J P R consulting LLC. And you know what? We will make sure that we share um, all of these resources online tomorrow so that you'll be able to um, get access to them on our IG story, of course. But uh, yeah, so you'll, you'll see this one. It's a really cute design. And what it's about is, um, you know, did your event get canceled or postponed for the fall? How do you promote it now during the time of uncertainty? How do you still get sponsorship dollars? How do you maximize your influence through social media? Join us for a fun, practical, and inspiring convo. And it's going to be Ashley Johnson, who is the CEO of ANJPR um, and a marketing and PR manager, and CJ Johnson, a branding consultant and GQ insider, who is actually her brother, and he's fine. But anyway, um, <laughs> okay. he got the whole Adonis vibe with the bald head and the chocolatiness. You know, no, 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 uh, no shade, Ashley. You know, I know you know your brother is fine, though, girl. I know you know right, that. right. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you know your older brother is fine. So anyway, um, so it'll be some nice eye candy. And um, like she said in the message, we will be sharing insight and tips for event planners, marketers, influencers, and small business owners on how to navigate the impact of COVID-19. Send any questions ahead of time um, to info at anjprconsultingllc.com with the subject line HHIG live questions. So I'm going to definitely join that. I already have a... Um, a little uh, calendar a reminder and an alarm on my phone because I think that would be useful for CCC and for whatever I'm doing next in my career. <laughs> so I'm definitely going to join that little happy hour and have my little Duce cocktail in my hand. Cheers, clink, clink. 
Okay, so like we said, look out for that in our IG stories today if you're listening to the podcast um, um, on the day that yep. it came out, which will be tomorrow, April 2nd. Um, and I guess we could get into philanthropy. Oh, the game? Oh, yes. I forgot all about the game. You know what, Kel? I know I said that, but I think I think in the essence of time, we are going to save that for next week. Yes, we're going to save that for next week. And who knows? There may be some bonus content that y'all get. Oh, Um, yes. I can see an IG live coming. Okay. Yes, that is what I'm thinking. So yes, I think we talk y'all ears off. So we're we're definitely gonna do some um, song association games. So send us some some words if you have any in mind that you want us to use. Like we'll add um, a IG story, um, IG story post asking you what words you think we should use for the song association game. And that should be pretty fun. Um, so we'll definitely have that for y'all next week. So, yeah, you want to get into the philanthropy highlight? Yes, ma'am. Get up, get out, and get something. How will you make it if you never even try? You need to get up, get out, and get something. Because you and I got to do for you and I. All right, y'all. So this week's philanthropy highlight is going to be on givedirectly.org. Givedirectly.org. They send money directly to people in need. So a little bit about their story. Let me go into their story. They have found a way to survey the um, and give opportunity of funds. So how they do that is they target their audience. Mm-hmm. Then they do an audit and they physically go from place to place, from house to house in the most underserved communities to find out their needs are. And then they have a way of transferring the recipient's household about $1,000 or around one year's budget for a typical household. They use electronic payment systems, typically through like cash app, things like that. And then they monitor um, each recipient and make sure that they are actually using the money for the things that they need on. So um, they are doing partnering up with companies like the CDC and are trying to respond to those people who have COVID-19 or are coming into issues where they lost their jobs. They're donating the money to the people who are in the undisturbed community. So how you can give to them is by going to givedirectly.org. And there is a give now link right at the top and they're actually hiring as well so if you're looking for a job that you want to work remotely this is the opportunity for you so it's a bam thank you ma'am thank you kel that is good to know what's the name of it again give directly nice nice all right so let's get into our last call i'd like to propose a toast i said toast motherfucker all right so for tonight's last call or today um i'ma just get, say keep your head up <laughs> things are going, things are going to get easier no but seriously things are going to get easier this whole thing will pass and just, I mean, 
Yes. You know, thank you for saying that, Kel, because, um, you know, my mom was going through it a lot. So that just was confirmation for me to share a little bit of a, a, you know, I'll claim it as a testimony, even though we haven't found out anything. But, you know, she's been fearing that she may have the virus and everything. And, you know, she's been going through a lot of anxiety um, and it's been manifesting in a lot of different ways. Now, if you are a hypochondriac, you know how far that can go your body can just take form in so many different ways when you know you have some when you think you have something and you don't and you're just super anxious about it so um you know one of the things that I you know I try to comfort her and talk to her every day and um every night especially because you know at night sometimes it's the worst and one of the things I did read to her was that scripture and it is, um, Lord, I want to say it correctly. So, um, come on, where is it? I think it's Psalms 35. Um, and it says here, let me go to the King James Version. All right. Uh, Weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. And so there's different ways to say, but joy cometh in the morning and all that stuff. And, you know, I love my song by Mary J. Mary J. Blige. See, the secular is trying to. <laughs> <laughs> Mary, Mary. No, Mary, Mary. Um, in the morning, you'll be all right. So um, I sent that to my mom and she felt a lot better, you know, in that moment when I sent that song to her uh, the next morning, that like Sunday morning that just passed this past Sunday. Um, and it's, uh, for the most part, it usually is true. Whatever is paining you at night, you know, you know, usually by the next day, it's a new day and you feel better and you feel all right. So just know that one day. Right. You know, like I said on Facebook the other day, with each sunrise, we come closer and closer to us coming out of this. So I think I said it a lot more clever right. than that on Facebook, but you all know what I mean. <laughs> like I said it more poetically than that. With each sunrise, we come closer and closer to this being over. So we just got to get through this and, you know, stay your ass at home. That's the that's the continuous right. wellness um shot that we're going to be taking up in here is sitting our asses at home you know I also learned here's a tip and I also learned that apparently and this was from my medical friends apparently you can have food from outside and even if somebody with COVID did handle it um, as long as the food is hot and you take the food out of your um, out of its container and pour it into a, a you know a separate plate or something like that, which my mom was telling me, if you get anything outside, put it in a plate. Don't eat it out of the container they give it to you. And so anyway, <laughs> take it and put it in a plate from home. Wash your hands and you eat it while it's still hot. Um, the COVID is not going to live in a hot environment, which is why they are um, convinced that it will go away for the summer because, you know, most viruses can't live in heat. So that also goes for food. So for all our sisters out there and our fellows out there that don't want to cook as much as me and Kel have been cooking, right? you know, yes, you can get your little hot wings, but just make sure <laughs> you can't get right. your mission barbecue and all those good things. <laughs> Your Chipotle's and all that, your wing right. stop, but make sure that food is hot 
um, when you eat it so that uh, you don't pick up the COVID by accident. So, right. And pray over your food. Oh, yes. First and foremost, absolutely. Pray over that food in the name of Jesus. Protect us. Well, all right, y'all. That is it for this week's episode. Shout out to all our um, fellow podcasters out here. I see Joe Budden and them decided to take a hiatus. I don't know why, but that hurt my soul. (laughs) I don't know if anybody (laughs) else listens to the Joe Budden podcast, but they be doing two podcasts a week. So they be giving me life twice a week. And to know that they not going to be recorded for the foreseeable future, I just... I didn't understand. I, I was like, me and Kel up here struggling on Anchor right now. Right. <laughs> talking over each other. And so we hope that the sound is better this week. <laughs> but, you know, I guess, you know, I feel like Joe is one of those people that is a stickler for quality. And I, I wonder if it was a thing where they just didn't have enough equipment to do it from home with each other. And, he just was like, well, I ain't going to do it at all, you know, because they were still traveling to one of the podcast members houses to record. So uh, they were being very risque, especially in New York, where you they were already on lockdown. They already weren't supposed to be traveling unless it was, quote unquote, essential. So they were risking fines and jail time and more more than anything, health. So you know, now that they're hearing like 18 year olds and 19 year olds are dying, um, you know, after going into the hospital one day, the next day they're dead. You know, they were just like, you know what, this is way more serious. It's getting worse and worse. And the only way that we can still provide y'all with a podcast is to be here to do the podcast. So exactly. Yes. So for that, I was like, you know, my heart was palpitating, but I, I agree. You got to be alive to do the damn podcast at the end of the day. Exactly. So give them a break, y'all. Let them, you know, keep their health first. I'm sure Joe Budden will be doing plenty of IG lives, and I hear he's still going to be doing his State of the Culture um, show remotely with Remy Ma and them. I've seen The Daily Struggle, if y'all watch that show too, I've seen that they're doing like some kind of Zoom type looking shit. (laughs) You know, everybody's just trying to work with what they got virtually at this point. You know, I feel sorry for the TV shows like, you know, The Real and all that stuff. I don't know what they're doing. I don't even think they're doing shit because I know um, Amanda Seals is in Florida with her mom. She was in Florida? I thought she was in Grenada. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. She in Florida. So... Yeah, that would have been smarter because at least in Grenada they really ain't got that many. Well, you know, girl, I heard T T T. Girl, I, my cousin Rochelle was telling me that they done took they done cut off all the um the uh, the what is it the electricity and shit in Grenada right now because people were outside too much. So it was kind of like a y'all don't want to listen. Okay, we cutting off everything, and your ass got to stay at home. You know who does that? Like, Africa. They do that a lot. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's just a different, like the countries, like it's not like how we have it here in America. So, um, a lot of, uh, what is it called? The word I'm looking for, like corruption, mm-hmm. and I think that plays a lot. So I can't speak for Grenada because I know nothing about Grenada except for the fact that that is the land of the spice, but <laughs> yes! and nutmeg. Um, so uh, yes, 
bitch, you better know your West Indian culture. Yes. But um, so I don't, I don't, I don't think I've ever heard anything about Grenada being like having a lot of corruption. I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong. But um, I know that Africa is the land of scammers. So um, yes, they be having those issues. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Grenada is, um, you know, they got their shiftiness too. So they, they be just as bad sometimes, but yeah, I mean, of course we always hear about the scamming going on in, in Africa, but you know, shout, shout out to the motherland, you know, if it wasn't for y'all, none of us exactly. would be here, even the, the white folk, <laughs> even the white folk. All right, and on that note, Kel, tell them where they can follow us. They can us. follow us on the Instagram, the Facebook, the Twitter, but uh, Facebook and Instagram is Cognac Cupcakes and Stations, and on Twitter is CCC Vibes. And if you guys are um, any uh, small businesses out there who are looking for ad opportunities, please hit us up in our Gmail at Cognac Cupcakes Conversations at gmail.com. Perfect, yes. And all right, until next time, peace out. out. It's a vibe.